0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another ICM and Next collaboration podcast. My name is Rahul Costa Pinto. I'm an intensivist at the Austin Hospital in Melbourne, Australia, and an ESICM Next committee member. Joining me today, we have the great pleasure to introduce Professor Anne pascal Mir, an intensive care specialist at the Institut Jules Baudet and Chief of the Department of Oncological Intensive Care and Emergencies in Brussels. We will be talking about Professor Mir recent ICM publication, Critically Ill Cancer Patients' Resuscitation, a Belgian and French Societies' Consensus Conference. And Pascal, welcome to the program. Hello. Um, I'll begin with the first question. Uh, Firstly, congratulations on this uh, excellent publication. Now, this Consensus Conference paper tackles many important questions around resuscitation of oncology and hematology patients. In particular, triaging, invasive and non-invasive ventilation, extracorporeal supports, hemodynamic supports, monitoring, and CPR. Can you explain the methodology of how these nine predefined questions were chosen?
1: Yes. Member of the European Lung Cancer Working Party and of the group de recherche respiratoire en reanimation Oncohématologique, the GROW, Two academic cooperative groups acknowledge the need of a consensus conference about the critical ill cancer patient on October 2017. They use a methodology similar to the consensus conference organized by the Belgian National Health Insurance Organization. The organization committee of this consensus conference consisted of five expert clinicians Myself from Institut Jules Bordet, Brussels. Dominique Benoit, ICU specialist from the Ghent University in Belgium. Elisabeth Koua, a chest physician from Strasbourg, France. Nathalie Meuleman, a pathologist from uh, Institut Jules Bordet. And Jamel Mokhtar, ICU specialist from Marseille, France. And a methodologist, Alain Van Meragh, from uh, Belgium also. According to the methodology applied for consensus conference, nine questions were formulated by the consensus conference organizing committees following a modified Delphi method, including three rounds.
0: Okay. And I guess um, the next question is, you know, one of the domains that you've tackled was triaging and admitting cancer patients to ICU. And I suppose they can present many challenges for ICU physicians. So how did you and the expert panel determine your recommendations for triage criteria? And what is the strength of evidence to guide us?
1: Sepsis and acute respiratory failure are the main reason of ICU admission in cancer patients. Several observational studies have reported that early ICU referral was associated with decrease in hospital mortality. Many physiological and biological scores so far have been developed for early identification of patients with acute organ dysfunction. Although these scores may help for early detection of clinical deterioration, their performance to predict ICU admission or hospital mortality at an individual level are not robust enough to recommend their use in clinical practice. Most cancer-related characteristics, the type of cancer, histopathology, have little impact on the likelihood of survival in the ICU. Conversely, based on health status, evaluated by the performance status, the burden of chronic comorbidities, and the number and severity of organ dysfunction at ICU admission are consistent, consistently identified as the main predictor of ICU survival. Disease status should also be considered Indeed, patients with complete or partial remission of the malignancy usually have a better prognosis in the ICU. So specific conditions such as invasive fungal infection in mechanically ventilated patients or allogeneic hematopoietic stem cell reception should be identified because ICU mortality remains high, although the prognosis in the ICU has improved over time. All these factors may help distinguish cancer patients who are likely to benefit from unrestricted management in the ICU from those who are unlikely to benefit from ICU admission, and those with unknown or unclear prognosis for whom goals of care should be reassessed over time. For such patients, the concept of ICU trial was introduced more than 10 years ago, The concept of ICU trial is based on a predefined goals of care and level of care from ICU admission and repeated assessment to go three to therapy during the first week of ICU stay. In oncology patients with poor prognosis, a first assessment could be done two to four days after ICU admission, while in other conditions, 10 to 14 days are necessary before evaluating a response to therapy in the ICU. Even though data in the literature are lacking, we strongly av- advocate for clear informed consent of the patient to the medical plan. Moreover, a close collaboration with daily meetings between intensivists, hematologists, and oncologists to reevaluate treatment has been shown to improve survival. Finally, of course, it is important to acknowledge timely the patient wish and goal concerning life sustaining therapy in the ICU in case of severe deterioration. All these recommendations were of grade B or C with more of a time strong recommendation.
0: Okay, thank you for that. Uh, You have made some strong recommendations for the use of renal replacement therapy for tumor lysis syndrome. Can you explain to us what these recommendations are for both continuous renal replacement therapy and intermittent hemodialysis.
1: Patients with tumoralised syndrome have a high risk of acute kidney injury, a high mortality when Aki when has occurred and a lower rate of complete remission after acute kidney injury. Renal replacement therapy has been suggested as a mean to control metabolic disturbances and preventing Aki through phosphate and urea clearance. Prophylactic use of renal replacement therapy in this setting, although advocated by experts, remained of uncertain benefit. Indirect evidence, including pathophysiological rationale, illness severity, including short and long-term mortality, morbidity and mortality of acute acute in this setting, along with expert statement, to pose the use of prophylactic renal replacement therapy. Optimal strategy, and setting of RRT remain uncertain, and intermittent hemodialysis has been associated with phosphat rebond, but little data suggests c or intermittent hemodialysis to be superior.
0: And I guess um, a final question. Uh, clearly, you know this has been a very extensive and thorough review of the literature. Um, for for, for this publication, what do you now feel are the most pressing research questions in critical care cancer resuscitation?
1: In the next few years, we still need to increase our understanding of organ dysfunction in this population and to improve our ability to appropriately use life-saving therapies or select new therapeutic approaches that are likely to improve outcomes. There is also a need to develop specific early warning scores to predict clinical change in iris patients, for example, allogeneic stem cell recipient. We also need to improve intensivist skills to recognize and diagnose side effects of targeted therapy or immunotherapy and biotherapy by enhancing dialogue between oncologists, hematologists, and intensivists on a daily basis. Finally, it is classically recommended that ICU admission with maximal life support should be sub- offered to patients within the engraftment period, whereas it is more questionable in patients with graft-versus-host disease. Graft-versus-host disease should be better defined by the response to therapy, controlled or stabilized with steroid, uncontrolled or refractory. We suggest gathering more data on the trajectory of rough history of disease in ICU patients and its relation to survival. Thank you.
0: And Pascal, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast today and sharing those valuable insights um, from your recent Consensus Conference. Thank you once again for joining us.
1: It's a pleasure. Thank you.